Welcome to the Four Listeners Program. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for checking us out this week. On the mics this week is the Z-Man. What is up, Z? All by myself. Don't want to be all by myself anymore. Oh, I like that. The the falsetto and the bass. Nice. That's a good job by you. On the other mic is the mighty Gantor. What is up, Gantor? Welcome back, buddy. Yeah, dur. 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 <laughs> what, what up, nice everybody? surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. What up, everybody? I'm Spear. First of all, you two chuckleheads aren't allowed to do this shit without me anymore. Fine. Well, that'll teach you to go away. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. No, no one complains here. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. First of all, I, I can't leave I can't leave you guys alone with Adam for five fucking minutes without the the mom jokes. The, and then the, the, the flat-out abuse that I took without the ability to defend myself. It was inappropriate. I think it's the best, your best defense is, is no offense. No offense at all. Right. And the, and the, the awkwardness with yeah, the intro, <laughs> it was delicious. It was definitely not good. I could not stop laughing. I rewound. Yeah, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember how, how you do it. <laughs> oh, my God. It was great. <laughs> That has to go away more often then, dude. Absolutely spectacular. All right. So this week, something must be done about divorce. It is official. My marriage with intern is over. It's over. And it's a, it's a weird reality that you face when you, you meet that. It's like things that you knew, things that you knew for sure, things that you knew for certain, as as sure as you were going, as sure as, sure as you were that the sun was going to come up the next day, that's what you thought your reality was going to be. You were going to be married for the rest of your life. At least that was my reality. And then when you're faced with that reality being not there, that is a it's a stark a stark thing to have to face. And that was that was I think the the hardest part for me when all of this happened a few months ago. Now look, I'm not going to talk about what happened. So if my ex is listening, relax. I'm not going to say anything stupid. I'm not going to air any dirty laundry out on the internet. But what I will talk about, I think, tonight is a, a little bit about what, what ended up happening to me and how I ended up moving through it and how people were so unbelievably giving during the whole process. It was truly spectacular. I remember when I, when I first began to understand that this was – that it was over, I, I, I ended up calling my buddies. Some of you who have listened to this show before know that um, some of my best friends are on this show called Impractical Jokers. And I called one of them. I called, uh, I'm going to call him by his name, James. I called James and I said, dude, this happened. He goes, what the fuck? And I said, it happened. And I said, I'm going to need, I'm going to need a place to stay. He says, you're coming here, right? And I said, yes. He says, I'm going to call the guys. I'm going to put up the bat signal and we'll all be here. I drove from, I drove from Pennsylvania to New York. And that was the longest two hours I probably spent in a car. And when I got to New York and I opened up the door to my buddy's place and I saw, I saw James, I saw Brian, and I saw my other best friend, Colin. I saw all three of them standing there, all with smiles on their faces. I knew that I was going to be okay. I don't think they realize it, but those guys that night, they saved my life because I knew at that point that everything was going to be cool. And from there, it really was. It really became about you know what to do, what's, what's next. What are the... I should have looked this up ahead of time. What are the basic needs things? Maslow's, or whatever that dude's hierarchy? Yeah, hierarchy of... 
hierarchy of needs. needs. Yeah. What are the what are the Maslow's hierarchy shelter, of needs? Shelter, food, shelter, and place to shit. Right. <laughs> no, I think that I don't know what the other one is. It, it became like right after that. It became about basic needs. It became about find shelter. That was the hardest part. I think was all right. Well, I need to find a place to go. <laughs> so, so the, I guess my my first reaction was get one of those extended stay type of places. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah it's like a see. crappy hotel. Yeah, like the hotel with like a like an efficiency in it or something like that. You know. Is that what you did, or did you go crash at someone's house? Well, so that's what I that's what I wanted to do at first because I didn't want to impose like I, like I didn't want to have to bring my disaster onto someone else. You know what I mean? It, like it, this was this was my this was my problem. That's the wrong way to think about it, though. Well, but that's I mean that was where I started. It was like this is this is my problem. I have to deal with it. And and the more I started talking to people, and I was like like this happened. They were like. Well, is is there anything I can do? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm okay, I'm fine. And I wasn't. I, I mean, I guess I was trying to be strong for everybody and everything else. I, you know, well, what are you doing? Where are you staying? And I'm like, well, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this hotel, and I'll and I'll be fine. They're like, no, you're gonna stay with us. And I'm like, I I can't. I, I really I can't impose. I can't do that. And they're like, no, dude, you're gonna stay with us. And this is where this is where you really start to understand. Not who your friends are, but what they are. And I have, I have truly extraordinarily special friends. You know, the, the extraordinary part of it is, is when, you, when your friends react in ways that you don't expect. And I never expected the, the outpouring of support for all of this. It was, it was truly extraordinary. And when I took advantage of some of it, I would try to thank them. I would try to thank my friends for helping me get through some of this stuff. And the answer I got almost uniformly was, no, man. That's just what we do. That was special. That my friends were there to pick me up, and, and you guys too. I mean, I got adopted by the Ganthor clan. That's true. I mean, I got for, what, it, for whatever reason. I was. I don't know. I don't know why you guys do it, but you know, I got adopted. I had the, I had the two little Ganthors hanging over me. I had the the dog farting in my face. It was really very special. <laughs> That's true. She doesn't just fart on anybody. No, no. I was part. I was part of the family there. You know. We and build and, a computer together. That's right. That's right. There were f- football I, games, dinners, and and Z too. Uh, you know, I I I called I called Z. I was like, Z, I want to come to Boston. He's like, Yeah, come to Boston. Yeah, dude. I'm just returning the favor. You did the same thing when I was fucked up. I was like, Let's go drink. Yeah. And I came and hung out with you for four days. Yeah. He's like, Yeah. He's like, Yeah. Come to Boston. Let's let's we'll tear it up. We're going to the Decemberist concert. You know, we'll go do some shit. I almost got killed by a couch. It was fucking fantastic. That's what you do. That's what you do. <laughs> that was that was what the answer always was. Is that that's just what we do. That's just what we do. And that was super cool. From there, it became just a series of adventures. It was like, you know, I want to go. I want to go to Boston. Boom! I'm going to Boston. I want to go to Las Vegas. Boom! I'm on a plane to Vegas. You know, hey, I you're, want, you're a grown ass man with yeah, a job. All right, that's right. I'm a I'm a grown ass man with time on my hands. It's like all right, fucking. I want I want to go to a beer festival. Pour me a couple of ounces. I want to go to. A, I want to go buy a kilt. Where, what's my family tartan? Who cares? You bought a kilt. I bought a kilt, dude. I am now have a man with a kilt. kilt. I've worn the kilt, dude. Have you worn your kilt to the tilted kilt? I have no. I have not worn my kilt to the tilted kilt. Do you think they wear panties? I think they do. I think they do. I will tell you that when I wore the kilt, I was wearing underwear. No, I, no, I had to. It was cold, and, <laughs> and I, I needed to because it was a little frigid that day. 
So would you do it again? Would I do what again? You know what? Would I get married again? Yep. I, I will tell you this. All right. I have a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine who's been divorced for a few years. When this all when this first went down, I had talked to her about it and, and she said that you know, that she was kind of kind of down on the idea of falling in love again. That she was that she was pretty sure that she wasn't gonna find love again. And I, I kinda looked at her and this was maybe two weeks after all of this shit went down. I, I looked at her and I said, I don't wanna believe that. I don't want to believe that this was my one shot at love. I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe that that's my one shot at love and that's the one I get. I, I still have this somewhat romantic vision of sitting on the porch in my old age with the person I've, gro- I've grown old with in a rocking chair or a swing yelling at the kids, get off my lawn. I, I still have no, that. not the old New York asshole. No, not, not the go give me coffee. No, not that guy. The, the, the other guy, the, the guy who's yelling at the youngsters to get off his lawn, right? That's, I, still have, I still have that vision in my head. And I refuse to believe that that was my one shot at it. Now, I don't know if I would ever get married again. That's kind of, for me, that's a tax distinction. Yeah, that's really romantic. Use that line when you're talking to a girl. Okay, but that's but that's what I think it is. I mean, I think you can love somebody without having that. I, I think I don't know. And I, you know, a, a buddy of mine bet me. He's like, "You're you'll be married again. You'll be married again sooner than you realize it." Because you're kind of you're hopeless, right? You're 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 the hopeless romantic. You're gonna you'll do it again. And I I said I, I'll take that bet, and I will inevitably end up losing that bet. But I don't know. I mean, I say this now. It's only been. Eight months, so who knows? Who knows? That's way too soon. It's I'm way just too trying soon. to to make conversation. Yeah. Well, as the only other person on this podcast who's gone through this, uh, I would agree that it was weird when it happened. And then, to me, it's uh, it's not that I don't think I would get married. It's just I don't think I need need to get married. Yeah. And I think we talked about this in one of our past podcasts about. Yeah. There's a there's a point that you get to with with marriage that where it ends up being something of a, a business contract. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not. It's I mean having having gone through the ass end of this now, where you have to dissolve that business contract and and some of the stuff that you have to go through in order to do that. So so would you go? Would you if you got married again? Would you go in it with the idea of like a prenup where you kind of spell out the rules of engagement and disengagement so I, I mean i find i find the idea of a prenup relatively unromantic like if i'm going to get married again i'm going to get married for love and i'm going to i'm going to hope that it's going to work out I'm, I'm not saying go into it because you don't because of the love or the, or the distrust or anything like that obviously going to a relationship you have the trust and everything's there and everything's great but going into it with the understanding that hey you know just because we're married doesn't mean that we can't change our minds Right. You can go into it and have a, you know, here's here's what we're going into it with. And this is our understanding of our partnership and that, you know, in a couple of years, why don't we reevaluate where we're at? And rather than hold the other person prisoner because you were married that, you know, you'd be like, hey, you know what? I don't think this is working out. Let's dissolve it. Well, that's funny. That's not really a marriage. I mean, so much as that's a try before you buy, (laughs) you know, it's like, well, it's interesting that you say that for like the second marriage. Right. Because. The, the, the statistics on marriage are not favorable for marriage. They, they're much more favorable for divorce. First marriages end in divorce 45 to 50% of the time. That's a lot. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's half, half of everybody who gets married ends up getting divorced. It go, it's worse when you start talking about second marriages. Second marriages end in divorce 
anywhere between 60 to 67%. So we're talking about two-thirds of second marriages end in divorce. And if you, if you, if you decide you want to go for a third role, third marriages end in divorce 73% of the time. Do you think it's uh, more prevalent in the secondary and tertiary marriages just because they're familiar with the experience and they like know what to expect? So it's like they don't have to worry about like the unknown of what's it going to feel like? How am I going to recover? They're like, yeah, I can do this. This is fine. Well, I'm going to guess that I'm going to guess that if you went into a second marriage, you probably went in with a prenup. And if you went into a third marriage, you definitely went in with a prenup <laughs> because if you didn't learn your lesson by that point, fuck you. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I gotta figure that the the rates are higher because you're right. There's you know you know how you you know where the exit is, right? Yeah. You you know where the, you know how to pull the ripcord. It's, it's it's a lot easier at that point, I suppose. Do you, do you think there's any kind of stigmatism to being divorced? Not with these kind of stats, right? With these kinds of stats, I don't think so. And and when you think about it, I mean, getting back into the dating world at my age, there's one of three reasons why you're out there dating at my age. You either A, a widow, B, divorced, or C, you never, you haven't been married at all. And that's the dodgy group as far as I'm concerned. Right. Cause they're the cray crays. Yeah. They're the cray crays. But so, I mean, the, the large, the large majority of the people that are out there right now, they're divorced. The stigma just isn't there anymore. I ain't worried about it. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't disagree with that. What do you think, Ganthor? You you have something against us divorced folks? No. That's right, motherfucker. Durr. Why are you trying to talk t- tough? Durr. <laughs> That's not how it works. You have to say something stupid, then you get durr. Durr. I still can't get over that, by the way. I love the self durr. Durr. Hashtag durr. Did you seriously? You did that, too. You hashtag dirt it, didn't you? I fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> you hashtag dirt it. Hashtag durr. So what are you going to do next? Whatever the hell I feel like, Ganthor, and I think that's that's, right. that's the best part of this. You know, Dude, just go on vacation because you're bored. Isn't that what you did? You're like, yeah, yeah. Go, fuck go it, I'm fucking going to fucking foreign country. It's like, I don't know, it's Tuesday. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah, I'm like fuck it, I'm going to the Bahamas. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> really? Come on, Spear, we're gonna go to the Bahamas. I'm like, oh, I can't. Yeah, I totally was trying to get you going. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but that's 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 what's next, Ganthor, is whatever comes next, whatever opportunities are presented, that's what I do next. Sounds like your mom. Oh, oh it shit. It totally did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job by you. So I, I, I take I take a certain amount of solace in knowing that I'm not you know, we ran through the statistics. Right, I'm not the only one getting divorced around here. I mean, I think we got you covered, by the way, Ganthor. Between Z and I, mathematically, we got what you covered. We got you covered, buddy. You're you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay for you. It's going to work well, out. Fine. We're, we've already taken all the probability out of the equation. For That's us. right. That's right. Two thirds. If two thirds of the people are going to get divorced, you already got a, you already got two out of take two out of three taken. Yeah, you're good. You know it doesn't work like that, right? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to work out for you, though, Ganthor. You're going to be okay. Thanks, guys. So I mean, there there have been um, very high profile celebrity divorces over the course of the last few years, and some of them are truly hilarious. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan married Juanita Vinoy in September of 1989. Had two sons and a daughter. After 21 years of marriage, Michael Jordan had to pay out 168 million dollars. 168 million dollars. Yeah, I got to go fucking marry a professional something. Holy shit. I want to get paid. Oh, my God. $168 million. That's a 
fuck of a lot of Gatorade sneakers and Hanes underwear, dude. Yeah, I need some of that money. It's a lot of money. Here's one that cracks me up the most. Steven Spielberg married in 1985, married Amy Irving in 1985, was married for four years and got divorced in 1989. He paid out a $100 million settlement after a judge vacated a prenup agreement that had been written on a napkin. Well, Why would he have done that on a napkin? On a that napkin. pretty stupid. I mean, note to any of you who are looking to get married and put a prenup in place, write it down on fucking paper. Well, if you need a prenup, I feel like you're rich enough to have a lawyer on call, so why would you not do that? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Wrote it on a napkin. Well, let's just all take solace, and that's like the tax on him for making such shitty... I guess. That's true. Yeah, he, shitty movies. Yeah, he... Yeah, that, he was the peop- that was for the people. That's right. He's, that's right. He's also selling his huge multi-million dollar yacht to big, uh, build an 18-foot longer multi-million dollar yacht. <laughs> that's right. 18 feet, supposedly. That's right. If TMZ is accurate. So, but you remember Madonna and Guy Ritchie, uh, director of uh, Lockstock and uh, Two Smoking Barrels, uh, Snatch, a few other movies. The all the movies that I have to watch with closed caption turned on, otherwise I miss half the jokes because <laughs> you can't understand a fucking word that anybody says. Yeah, they ended up getting divorced after eight years. Who do you think ended up paying out? Probably Madonna. Madonna. Madonna paid out to the tune of ninety million dollars to Guy Ritchie. How and does that work? How, what do you mean? How does it work? Like, how do they determine who who's who gets the uh, who gets the money? Uh, it's going to be about who makes more, right? I mean, it's going to be. I guess it's going to be about who makes more. I mean, I don't know. I, it sounds like like it feels like the alimony thing or whatever that is. That is that alimony? So out of date. Yeah, alimony. It, it, sh- yes. it should be based upon like, all right, can you live on your own because like you get this money because you've been taking care of the kids for the last time and you you, you lost your skill set. You don't have a. You can't get a job in the workforce. Nobody will want to marry you again. Right. Like. These are both capable people who can get a job and continue to work and are not hurting for money. Yep. Yeah, it's not like Guy Ritchie isn't going to go off and make more movies, right, because yeah. he's divorcing Madonna. Yeah, I don't it's not know. like he's going to be penniless on the street. I don't know. So here's uh, – there's two more, and I, I really love these last two. Rupert Murdoch, big uh, media media mogul, news corporation, Fox. Very, He's one of the, one of the world's richest men. He was married – for 32 years to a woman named Anna Torv. And after 32 years, she uh, it says here that uh, his wife discovered that he was having an affair and she filed for divorce. He ended up paying out $1.7 billion in cash and assets. That's insane. Well, why would you get married in the first place? He, he was married since 1967. Like this was one of the – this was one, he married for love. I guess he married before he had all the money. That's what I'm saying. Like, just because you you got married, you shouldn't be in like you should be held hostage. You want to fucking get a divorce and you want to go start seeing other people because you're not happy in your marriage. Go do it. You shouldn't be penalized for that. Yeah, that, this is not how it works, man. <laughs> and I know it's not how it works. <laughs> it's not but like, how it works. How it should work. That's how, you say that's how it could work. It's not how it works. I will tell you that it's not how it works. This guy, 1.7 billion dollars. God damn it! This guy needed a whore caddy more than anybody else ever. How did he not have a whore caddy? Because he didn't play golf. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's not He's not my favorite story. Who's your favorite? My favorite story is Harrison Ford and Melissa Matheson. Uh, Harrison Ford um, married Melissa Matheson in 1983, Has have two children. And in 2004, now keep in mind, this is 1983 to 2004. There are a lot of movies that Harrison Ford made between 83 and 2004. 
they they ended their 20 year long marriage and she got a 85 million dollar settlement as well as a share of all future earnings on movies he made while they were together really she got points she got residuals she got points on the back end why would she deserve that because because it's it's shared it's shared assets so she, so got she, a, was, she was home raising the kids while he was out working, and so she's entitled to what he was doing. Right, shared assets. So she got points on the back end of all the movies that he did in those 20 years. Good for her. <laughs> that, that, Good that, for her lawyer. Let's put it that way. That's the most amazing one. She got fucking points. That's unreal. I don't know shit about that, but I know you want points. You want points. You want points on the back end. And, and when, you, when you're talking about long relationships – in the entertainment business, you eventually get down to one of the sadder stories that I think has come out over the course of the last few weeks. I mean, this is one of the long-standing couples. Like, if, if these two can't work it out, then I, I don't know what, what to say about the institution of marriage. Kermit and Miss Piggy. <laughs> Why would this. you even bring that up? I saw this. I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. They weren't even married. They, they, they were married. They got married in the Muppet movie. They did. What Muppet movie? The Muppet, the first Muppet movie. They got married in the huh? Muppet then movie. Then why is she Miss Piggy? I... <laughs> well, that's a good question. <laughs> why isn't she Mrs. Frog? Well, dude, that's a good question because she's she's a she's a woman of the of the twenty first century, and like she can be hyphenated, she can do whatever she wants. Right, she could be Miss Piggy Frog. Right. Yeah. Maybe she just never wanted to take her husband's name. She wanted to, you know, keep her. Keep her it's, a pain, it's a pain in the ass to file all that paperwork. You sure. Know, you got like, to go down to the uh, Social Security office. You got to get your driver's license changed. It's a real pain in the ass. Sure. Now, I mean, frankly, I, I, feel, I, I have felt bad for Kermit in that relationship for a long time. He was totally a beard. Oh, man. And, and she, she used to yell at him all the time. It was, it was I don't know. But, I mean, look, if these, if these two couldn't work it out, I don't know. I don't know what I don't else know. to say. It's publicity. I think it's publicity stuff. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, Z. I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't think know. it's real. I think they're just fucking with us. Well, I mean, you got to wonder how, how it was ever working out. I mean, one's a frog, one's a pig. Kermit was into that whole goat sex thing at one point. He was? Yeah. You don't you remember the pictures of Kermit with the goat sex? It was his ass all pulled no. wide and shit. Oh, that's nasty, dude. I know what you're talking about now. That's the picture that shouldn't be seen. That's right. That's you right. that, Corey? We were... Yeah, I know I know what oh, that, that is. Disgusting. I just don't re- recall Kermit ever being involved Yeah, it in was it. Kermit. Kermit doing the goat sex thing. So he was he was obviously into some deviant shit. So, mm. there, I mean, there's probably a dark side to Kermit that we don't know. And I don't want to judge. Behind closed doors, you know. I don't want to judge. I don't want to judge. You know what Muppets do on their free time? I don't know. But, yeah, they're they're done. Mm. He was... Uh... Why are we seriously talking about this? <laughs> just... I think it's amazing. I think it's really interesting. I'm just saying, Ganthor. I mean, this was the couple that was supposed to last. No, they weren't. <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> Why weren't they supposed to last, Ganthor? I I don't have no words. <laughs> I I don't know whether or not any of this is all a publicity stunt for the new uh, for the new show that they're coming up with. And whether or not they will ever reconcile, I'm hopeful that they will. It's a lot of childhood memories that are going to get fucked here. Well, absolutely, and it'll give me it'll give me faith for perhaps reintroducing romance into my life. If Kermit and Miss Piggy can work it the fuck out, so can I. So what do we learn? What do we learn about divorce, Z-Man? 
it costs so much because it's worth it. That's right. Uh, what, what, how, how about you, Gith, or what did you learn? Rich people are stupid. Rich people are stupid. Uh, what did I learn? I, I learned I learned that my, my friends are truly special. And I, if you're listening to this and you at all helped me through any of this, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You know, a lot of a lot of times I'll get from I'll get from people. I'm so sorry this happened to you, and I don't want people to feel sorry for me because I'm going to be just fine. Thank you very much. My whole outlook on this is I'm I'm probably I'm probably closer to the back nine in my life than I am to the front nine, but I still have a lot of a lot of golf left to play. So I'm be I'll be fine. I'm going to be great. I'm going to have adventures, and it's going to be fucking phenomenal. And I have. I have my friends, and unfortunately, I have you guys. Yeah, motherfucker, you can't get rid of us. <laughs> I have you dumbasses uh, to continue to, to do this stuff with. So if you're listening out there and you have a single friend, you might want to introduce them to a slightly used podcast host. Why don't you go ahead and let us know on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash four listeners or four listeners.com. You can check out the show on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes. Just search for four listeners. We'll pop right on up. And you can tweet at us on the Twitters at four listeners. Durr. 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 Hashtag Durr. We thank you for checking us out this week, and we hope that you will check us out again next week. Thanks a bunch, everybody. How about, do you want to sing it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't want to be all, all by, by myself anymore. <laughs> it's got to be that song. It's got to be that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs>